You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Now, my final guest this evening is no stranger to the best possible taste. Lily Ramirez Foran is the founder of Picado Mexican, Ireland's leading Mexican grocer and cooking school. I recently bumped into Lily at the Small Firms Association Business Connect event in Nias in County Kildare and it was great to hear all her fantastic news, including being shortlisted as a finalist in this year's Small Firm Association's National Small Business Awards. And on Valentine's Day, a few weeks ago, Lily shared all her news with me. So let's find out more. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Lily, great to have you back on the programme. You've been a guest in the past on a number of occasions. And most recently, I came across you in Nia. It was at an event by the, the the Small Firms Association and it was the best in small business at Business Connect event. And you have been shortlisted for one of the National Small Business Awards that is the awards run by the, the SFA. So congratulations on being shortlisted. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been um, it's been a roller coaster because um, it's our first time applying for the awards. So everything has been new and I have to say we were taken aback by the level of support and just by the fact that you're a finalist it doesn't really matter well I mean it does you know it'd be fab to win but everybody in the category is so good we're shortlisted in the retail category and but I think what I've learned of these awards is that uh, the level of support that you get and the advice that you get coming up to the uh, the finals is amazing. It doesn't matter genuinely if you win or not, because you got all these other things that you've learned from. Um, we had a long weekend in um, uh, oh God, Tatlone, I think, <laughs> and uh, we had like a master class where we kind of heard about you know from corporation tax and tax affairs, uh, HR issues for small businesses, um, how to handle media and press. It, it was genuinely, if I went and try and buy that training, I couldn't afford it. So I think in, in my books, um, all five of us are winners because we've actually gotten so much out of the experience. So I'm, I'm very grateful to be, um, to be a finalist and hopefully you know I think we have a shot like everybody else uh so we'll find out in March at the gala events but um yeah I'm, we're delighted when you say you have been shortlisted in the retail category that's because your business is Picado Mexican and it's Ireland's leading Mexican grocer and you also have a cookery school in in Dublin as well but just to remind listeners about your uh, journey to come into Ireland, because you're from Mexico originally, your husband Alan is from Ireland, and the two of you met in Japan. <laughs> so we're pre-recording these on Valentine's Day, and this is uh, such a romantic story. We were both uh, on our first year in college. We 
I was doing a, a major in Japanese and a minor in English in college and Alan was doing uh, marketing and languages and one of the languages he was doing was Japanese and the Ministry of Education of Japan um, gives this uh, very particular scholarship to people who are studying Japanese in their own countries but have never been in Japan and every country has a different application process in Mexico you go through because we are a big country and there's only three scholarships. So you you get, uh, you take a test and then the top scores go through an interview process and then they pick three people. And I was lucky that I got picked that year. And I was uh, in, they bring you to Japan for, uh, for a month, everything paid. They show you Japan in the best of lights. And it was an amazing trip. And there were people from all over the world and I was there representing Mexico and I was Alan was there representing Ireland and I saw him and I said into my head I'm marrying that man that's mad <laughs> um yeah it was love at first sight um and look at it it's now 25 I'm here 23 years um in Ireland and it feels like it was only yesterday uh so it's a mad love story uh that landed us in 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 this, uh, uh, with the business and everything. Because I think the business, I came to Ireland uh, during the Celtic Tiger. So I moved in 2000 and there was nothing, there was no Mexican food. What was there was very limited and it was very much the idea that people have of Mexican food coming from the US, right? So it was genuinely nothing to do with real Mexican food. And um, for the first kind of year, I was happy to go with my meat and tree veg and everything was new. And, you know, we were going through this uh, almost honeymoon period um, in the new country and I loved everything. And they put like six months into it. I kind of started feeling a bit, you know, rocky and kind of getting very homesick. And I, I kind of click eventually that food and what we eat um, it's such a reflection of who we are and our heritage and our roots and this is why your relatives in the U.S. your Irish relatives in the U.S. always look for you know Barry's tea and potatoes um, when you go visit and I, I was saying you know it took a while to click I, I realized that I needed Mexican food to help me kind of stay connected to my roots and to my family. So I think kind of I came to food by probably, I always think that I was angry and hungry when I started the business. And and I think even now what keeps me going is is the the this kind of passion I have to share what uh you know the richness and the um diversity of Mexican food in 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 my adopted country so uh picado was genuinely uh picado came out of that that desire to to eat Mexican food to cook Mexican food and to show my Irish friends and my Irish family what Mexican food was really about of course the business was a and is a huge success there you have your your first site in Portobello there for a couple of years. And I think the other thing that we should highlight is that you were probably one of Ireland's first bloggers writing about food. 
Yeah, I think it's mad though because it's it's it feels like it was a lifetime ago, and it is a long time ago. I think I started blogging, uh, properly around probably two thousand and eight when all the blogs, the the big food blogs, were starting, and and when people read blogs, I think now it's we consume uh content in a different way. But I love the writing process, and and I I think I got to meet people um along the road who were blogging about food who had interest uh, in food. And for me, writing about Mexican food was just an outlet to let out my uh my rage uh, and to set the record straight. I was always like the first the first ton of uh, post I did at the beginning of the of my blogging journey were kind of angry uh, blogs about you know how this is not a salsa and that's not Mexican food and then I think eventually it, it evolved because I I kind of went deep into um, into my own uh, also my own research journey I grew up a lot uh, I like there at the beginning there were a lot of family recipes and then I as, as year years went on I got very interested about the research research and the history end of Mexican food. During the pandemic, um, I was very lucky that I had the um, um, opportunity to do a HDIP on Mexican gastronomy. And we did the history and evolution of Mexican food over a year. And then the second year of the HDIP was all about, you know, um, hands-on, uh, hands-on cooking basically and and it was fascinating because I've always been very interested on that, that uh, end of the spectrum I think I don't buy cookbooks anymore I buy reference books because I like to know where how things end up where they are I think because being an immigrant um, I love my life in Ireland I, I do miss my life in Mexico but I think now I, I, I miss my family more than the life I had there um and, and, and as an immigrant, I'm always interested on where things came from. And, and I think that part of the of the journey, I kind of came to terms by writing um, about food that um, th that's how I ended up in this in this HD, knowing that uh, I wanted to learn more. And it's a great way. Stories are a great way to introduce people to food because I think anyone can get a recipe online you don't need to come to one of our classes uh, for a recipe you come in to learn about the the background of that recipe the history of the ingredients how where those ingredients originated um, that's kind of the thing that makes me tick I think and when I was blogging it was great to meet people that were just as geeky as I was about about food and when I'm sure you know this but when you look at the people who were writing blogs at the time they're all now ended up with really big careers in food um, and in journalism and, and I think I always find that so um, so encouraging uh, because we were all just people following you know a passion for whatever food we were writing about and we all ended up in in careers in food. I think it's important also to highlight the network, the huge network that you have in all corners of Ireland and beyond. 
and you mentioned the food journalists there and we have in Ireland the Irish Food Writers Guild and you are a member of that. Yeah, I got invited, yay, finally, uh, a couple of years ago. Um, it, it actually coincided with the publication of my uh, book, uh, Tacos, which is, I think, uh, next week it'll be two years old, which is mad, mad to think. I still see, I, I see all the collection of Blasta cookbooks on my shelf, and there's now... We're, we're going into year three, so there'll be 12 very soon in, in my shelf. But um, I, I always kind of have to pinch myself to see mine there at the beginning, bright pink and with my name on the, on the spine. It, it's, um, it's been amazing and it, it, it's been so well received. It's like, I always thought, and I remember having a conversation when Christine commissioned the book, um, in 2020 of me and uh, we had a we had a very quick chat and you know within like two minutes we knew we were going to write a book about tacos and um and I remember saying to her you know look we have a very loyal uh customer following and I knew my friends were going to buy the book and my family was going to buy the book and like if only like 10% of all our customers buy the book will, will, you know, will cover the advance. And this was just crazy because by the time uh, the book got published, we had run out of the first uh, print. We had pre-sold almost the entire first print of the book, um, which was, and, and it keeps selling and it's amazing. It's like pinch me constantly. Um, because uh, despite the fact that I've been working for, gosh, I think 15 years now in food, um, I still kind of, you know, the imp uh, imposter syndrome? Um, I, I still kind of think this isn't right. And why am I doing this? I, I kind of, like like a lot of women, I tend to downplay a lot of my own, um, my own hard work. But uh, yeah, it's just, you know, the book has been, an amazing surprise for for me because it's it's been so successful we're, not, we're on our third print now and you know we get messages from all over the world people who got the book and want to buy stuff or they want to just say you know it's a lovely little book and I've done this recipe and we love it or so it's it's amazing, um, and uh, when I got invited to the to be a member of the food um, the Irish Food Writing Guild, still I was thinking, oh my god, like English is not my first language, and I'm now a member of the Irish uh, Food Writing Guild. So it, it is it is just you know I I met at the at Business Connect and then some of the events with the finalists beforehand for the FA SFA. Um, I met uh, this lovely guy and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name because I probably butcher it, but he has, he has a, a, a business. He's also in one of the, in one of the categories uh, as a finalist and um, he has a business uh, selling nuts and uh, kind of snacks, healthy snacks. And he sat with me uh, at one of the coffee breaks and he said, uh, you don't know me, but 
I know you and I started my business because I saw what you were doing and I, I said, well, she's an immigrant and she has a successful business, so I can do it too. And it, like, I just, in that moment, it kind of clicked with me, the, the responsibility that we have um, to do these and do it right so that you can open paths for others and be kind of like, you know, an example and a role model for others to follow because, you know, running a business is really hard work. Being self-employed, you know, it's, it's terrifying. Um, but you have to add that to the power of 10 uh, when you also are an immigrant and you don't have this support network and, and even the confidence. And I think in my blogging days, we built everyone who was blogging at the time. We were all members of the Irish Food Bloggers Association. And that kind of very tight network of people who were passionate about food and who loved food became sort of my family and my support system. Um, and I think I'm here because of all of those men and women that uh, were blogging at the time. I think there was a high percentage of women um, in it. Uh, and we've all supported each other and, uh, in whatever endeavor we, we have done over the years. And I think for me, they became my support system. So when this guy kind of came up and said, you know, if you could do it, I could do it. Um, it was one of those, another pinch me moment as well. Well, look, all of that success is richly deserved. And I think, was that Nick from Naughty Delights you were talking to? Exactly. I'm looking forward to having Nick on the on the show in, in the next few weeks as well. And look, great that he sat down and told you that, because I think we do come across a lot of people in life who, as Nick said to you, they know who you are, but you might not know them. And like, it's always lovely to hear that you've inspired somebody to do something really entrepreneurial and you know to be a role model to to that new generation of entrepreneurs coming on on um on the scene in terms then of picado mexican you have a new website that you're going to launch later this year yes we're very very excited about this new website i think we've always been known for being a very friendly space to people who want to learn Mexican food. So if you walk into our shop, it's like walking into my kitchen with an exposed pantry where you can buy anything you have that we have on display, right? So if you're not sure what you want to cook, uh, myself, Lise, Neve, whoever's there in the shop uh, at the time you come in can talk to you about ingredients, they can suggest uh, substitutions if if you can't find one ingredient they can even give you recipes suggest menus some people just walk in and go okay it's taco tuesday what am i cooking today and there is lise giving them all these different suggestions and so it's a very friendly space where you can come in and accept that you know nothing or that you want to deepen the knowledge of whatever ingredient so we're always happy to chat about food uh, and we've always had a website because we started as an online business before we had the brick and mortar shop in Portobello, which is this year's 10 years. Um, so we we had a website and the website is very user friendly and it's lovely and you can, I mean, it does the job, but 
Uh, I think during the pandemic, we changed the way we shop. Uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, because of necessity, we ended up having to shop online. And I think online shopping has a huge kind of push to become more like real shopping, yeah? And we always said that people buy from people and that's very important when you have a small business because it's your only differentiation between you going and buying Mexican food uh, in a big supermarket or coming and buying it from me. So we have to go the extra mile in customer service. We have to be extra knowledgeable so that people can a, you know, agree to pay higher prices because you don't have uh, bulk buying power, but also that you develop a relationship with that person and they keep coming back and back and back. So we weren't doing that on, on our online shop. The online shop is, to this day, because we haven't launched a new website, is just a website where you can buy Mexican food, right? There's lovely photos, it's easy to use, it's bright and cheerful. But it's not a reflection of what happens when you come into our shop. So we set ourselves a task to translate what happens when you come into the physical shop into the digital world. And it's been two years of intense work. We've created a lot of content. I was lucky because I have a lot of content in my blog that can be shaped and readjusted, redesigned to become content for the website. So, you know, when we launch the new website, it'll be very simple for you to go in and say, okay, um, I have tortillas in my pantry. What can I do with them? So you'd be able to find a recipe. We'd be able to tell you if you have whatever ingredient you have, what you could do, but uh, if you are buying something uh, or we don't have that something, what you could use as a substitution. Everything that we do in the physical world, we're going to translate online. And it's been it's been a very interesting journey, a big learning curve. But we hope to in the next uh, two months, uh, we'll be launching that website uh, so if people want to subscribe to our newsletter, we'll do a uh, we'll do a big announcement when um, when the website is as um, ready to be launched. We look forward to that. And in the meantime, if anybody is in Dublin, in the Dublin area, they can actually physically go to Picado Mexican and you're about to open a second site. Yes, this is. You know, still, I mean, it's, it's been on the making for a year and a half. We've had a lot of headaches with it, uh, a lot of heart, heartache uh, and heartbreak. But uh, we're finally seeing the light uh, at the end of the tunnel. So we're hoping that um, early summer we'll have our second location, uh, which will have um, very exciting additions to the business. It's a bigger space, so we'll be able to uh, take the cooking school which is tiny in Portobello and move it into a slightly bigger space where we're still going to maintain the Mexican feel of our classes. You know, when you come to our classes, it's like you come into 
someone's kitchen and you learn from your the way Mexicans learn you learn from your granny or your or your uh, mother you stand next to the hob you ask questions there's lots of tasting we do communal cooking there's no cooking stations in Picado uh, a lot of Mexican cooking is very communal um, as well as the eating um, but the cooking is also very communal it's cooking that's made um, in family whether they're your friends or your actual family, it is it is made communally. So we're going to retain that intimate uh, feel that we have in Portobello, just in a slightly larger space. So we're going to be able to do more hands-on uh, classes. Um, we're also going to have a commercial uh, kitchen, a commercial prep kitchen in, in the premises where we're going to... Um, we're going to launch our own uh, brand of fresh food that's going to be sold in our own uh, locations. There's a lot of very interesting things that are going to come out of that kitchen. I think it's going to be my play, my playroom. And then we're also going to have, obviously, the retail, uh, the retail element and a coffee bar at the front where you will be able to taste Mexican coffees and Mexican drinks. Sounds absolutely amazing, Lily, and I look forward to to visiting. I know you said your cookery school is tiny at the moment, but it is definitely perfectly formed, having been there myself. You have a great setup there. I really enjoyed my night there, which is a good few years ago. Before we go, tell us, what are you having for dinner this evening? Oh my gosh, uh, like my life is mental at the moment where we had a sudden death in the family and we had to readjust a lot of the things that we do. We're uh, living between two homes at the moment and uh, dinners have become very, very difficult because you, you're, I'm, I'm working from home at the moment and I'm trying to do the laundry and have dinner ready so when we go back to um Alan's mom we have a proper dinner uh with the three of us and and we keep each other company um and so I'm I have to kind of tone down a lot of my cooking because I can't kind of go if I cook something very experimental and I feed it to Alan and and my nephew that lives with us uh if it's not great or if it's a really mad test or if it's mad spicy they don't mind but my 80 plus year old uh, mother-in-law uh, might actually uh, have a problem with it. So she's very adventurous with her eating, but I, I do have to. So last night we had roast chicken, which was delicious. So I think tonight we're going to go Italian uh, and not Mexican, and we're going to make a lasagna, which is it's easily transportable. And I can kind of make it, make it during the day and it'll be perfect uh, this evening. Well, listen, enjoy that. Um, condolences on your, your recent loss and give my best wishes to your husband, Alan. And in the meantime, best of luck with the SFA National Small Business Awards. We will be keeping an eye on who the winners are whenever it's announced on Thursday the 7th of March and it's been great talking to you Lily always great to talk to you thank you for taking the time to talk to me today thank you it's amazing always um, before I go just remind people the website is picadomexican.com 
And our current location is on South Richmond Street in Portobello in Dublin too. You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM.